Hello and welcome to the Transforming You podcast. My name is Tori. I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, wife, cat mama, Jesus freak, and I am here to talk to you about all things overall wellness, whether it is exercise, food and nutrition, faith and spirituality, or mental health. I have got you covered, girl. Let's get going. So this week, we are going to start getting into sports supplements, specifically pre-workout, post-workout, creatine, BCAAs, and glutamine. You've probably heard of all of those and maybe even tried some or all of them. They can be really useful, but do you need them? We'll talk about what they do, how to know if you need them, and how to find one that works for you. So let's start with pre-workout. Super popular. Um, I take one myself. And you can catch me dry scooping on my Instagram stories four days a week. But do you need it? Not at all. <laughs> the, the theory is that a pre-workout supplement can help your performance if you're feeling fatigued and want to work hard at the gym. Research has also found that caffeine before a workout can help increase your caloric burn during workouts. So if you're trying to lose weight, that can be helpful. But that effect is likely to be pretty minimal. So If you're going to try it for that reason alone, I'd probably start with like a coffee before your workout to save your money, Um, unless you want something that you can knock back quicker the way you can with supplement. It's harder to like chug a hot coffee. So I would start with a lower dose of caffeine if you're going to do that, especially if you're new to working out, um, because you might feel like your heart might race a little more. Um, You might feel some palpitations, that kind of thing that you don't really want that can be kind of troubling. So if you want or if you don't want the caffeine, but you still want a pre-workout supplement, a lot of companies also make pre-workout supplements that are caffeine free. So they still give you that little bit of boost, but they don't actually put the caffeine in it. So that can also be a good alternative if you're new to working out or if you're new to trying supplements like this in general. Starting any of these, though, it's probably something you should check with your doctor about first. If you have any pre-existing conditions Um, that can make them a bad idea or anything like that. Um, It's always a good idea to check with your provider first. With that being said, I can't speak for anyone but myself, but I still take a pre-workout supplement because for one thing, I love a routine. So for me, a scoop or more often half a scoop um, of pre-workout tells my brain that it's go time and then either the caffeine or the placebo effect of the caffeine um, give me a little bit of a boost of energy. And I find it easier to kind of shift into gear and just push myself a little bit more and give my best effort in my workouts. And so for me, the supplement marks that transition between whatever I was doing and my workout time. And it's kind of like a trigger that I'm starting to I'm going to start to push myself now. Um, and I feel like it gives me that little boost to get me going. I feel like really the most important thing, though, is that just that you have some kind of energy before a workout. So it can be a supplement if you like, or it could be a piece of fruit or toast or a small cup of juice or something like that to just get a little fuel in you before the workout. If you choose to go the route of having like a small snack first, a couple things to think about are you really do want it to mostly just be carbs before a workout. If you put much protein or fat in your system and then go work out, it's probably going to upset your stomach. So even even things like fruit can actually make you a little nauseated if you don't give them enough time to settle. So just get to know what works for you and your body. Personally, that's why a supplement works for me. If I eat, I need to give myself like an hour (laughs) before I work out or I just end up feeling pretty sick. 
And then the type of workout you're doing also makes a difference. So for example, when I was running long distances and wanted to um, have a more sustained effect from my pre-run energy, I chose like juice or bananas most of the time. And then during runs longer than an hour, I would also give myself a small carby snack every hour to kind of keep that effect going. I personally found the boost from the pre-workout was too immediate and too short-lived for me for it to work well on long runs, but I do feel like it works better on speed runs and lifting workouts. So just get some time to get to know how your body responds to different kinds of foods and exercises and see what works best for you. And it's probably going to be a process. So just be patient with that. On to post-workout. This one's going to go quickest. So I made this its own little section just because I've seen some brands market a supplement just labeled as like post-workout. A lot of the time they say it's to help muscle recovery, growth, and soreness. So with that in mind, most of the time it's essentially protein powder, maybe with added ingredients like glutamine or creatine, which we'll be talking about more specifically in a minute. Sometimes it's actually just creatine. So knowing the ingredients is super important. Having an idea of what all of the ingredients do is super important because the supplement that's just labeled post-workout might just be doubling up on something you're already taking, or it might be providing something completely different that you might need or want, or you might not need at all. So what you really need after a workout is water, carbs, electrolytes, and protein. So something like Gatorade, Body Armor, or Liquid IV. I'm not sponsored by any of those people or anything, just those are examples. Those would cover most of those bases, and then you would just need to grab some protein to like round it out. But definitely ask questions if someone is telling you that you need to add in a post-workout supplement. Lots of people are selling this stuff and not really knowing what they're recommending or what ingredients are in it or what any of those ingredients do and all of that kind of stuff. And we really need to be responsible for what we recommend to other people, but also for just knowing what's going in our own bodies, knowing what's in our own supplements, and just making sure that we have a good reason for the stuff that we're taking. So now let's get into more specific talk about creatine. First of all, what is it? (laughs) Um, Creatine is an amino acid, which you might remember from biology class. Um, Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Creatine mostly lives in your muscles and your brain and is used as energy. It's found naturally in um, foods like red meat, milk, and seafood. Just typically it's found in lower amounts than you would get from a supplement. Most people that eat meat or animal products get roughly two grams a day of creatine, whereas a supplement would probably give you more like five grams. Most of the athletic uses of creatine have to do with muscle growth, and research shows that taking creatine can help a person increase their total workload or volume in a workout by providing more energy, which basically means you're going to feel better fueled to lift heavier, to do more reps, to do more sets, whatever, that you're going to get more work done because of the energy from the creatine. And then that in turn creates more strength or more muscle mass. So it can also help recovery and prevent injuries from exercise. It doesn't on its own just make your muscles bigger. Creatine supplements are not for everyone. Um, If you're not going for strength or muscle gains, you probably won't find it super helpful. Um, But it's also unlikely to do any harm. It's possible that it might exacerbate kidney issues um, in some folks if you have a pre-existing kidney disease. So if that's you, I would check with your doctor. 
but for most folks, it's unlikely to be harmful. Something you should know is that creatine promotes water retention in your muscles. It makes your muscles hold on to more water than they normally would. So that means for one thing, you might see your weight on the scale go up if you're weighing yourself. If you are a person who weighs yourself regularly, it's important just in general to remember that day-to-day fluctuations are not changes in body fat. If you see the scale go up two pounds over a couple days, you did not gain two pounds of body fat. It's more likely to be water weight or something like that. So if you weigh yourself regularly and you start taking creatine, just remember you may notice that, so try not to be worried or bothered by it. The other thing about that water retention is that taking creatine may give the appearance of more muscle mass just because of the increased water volume. So your muscles may look bigger even though you haven't actually grown the muscle itself. So I'll let you make your own judgments about if that makes it more or less worth taking for you. Um, One other interesting thing is that creatine can be made less effective by caffeine. So if you take a pre-workout, with caffeine and then creatine to recover, it's unclear if the creatine would still be helpful. So feel free to experiment with that and see if you feel like it's helping you. If it helps, then it helps. And if it doesn't after a while, then feel free to change the way you take it or stop taking it. Now let's talk about BCAAs or branch chain amino acids. The branch chain part refers to the molecular structure of three particular amino acids. Those are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. I've mentioned before that there are nine amino acids that your body needs but can't synthesize, and these three BCAAs are three of those nine essential amino acids, and they have found to be particularly helpful to athletic performance, muscle growth, muscle recovery. So like creatine, BCAAs are also found in food like red meat, poultry, fish, eggs, milk and milk products, um, nuts and seeds, soy products, and legumes. So if you eat a pretty balanced diet, you probably don't need to supplement BCAAs. The logic behind supplementing them is essentially that if you've taken in extra BCAAs before a workout, then as your muscle proteins are broken down during exercise, you will have already taken in replacement amino acids so that your muscles can be repaired immediately, meaning better recovery and less loss of any muscle mass. In general, um, research hasn't found that BCAA supplements are more helpful to um to muscle gain than just a diet of quality proteins and research also enforces enforces that the other six essential amino acids are also important to muscle health so if you're planning on giving bcaas a try they are usually sold as a powder that you would mix into water and take it within an hour of either starting or ending your workout it's a little flexible and if you have any pre-existing medical issues then again ask your doctor first Average folks are generally safe to supplement BCAAs. So on to the last one of this episode already. Um, We're going to be talking about glutamine now. So glutamine is another essential amino acid. It's actually the most abundant amino acid in your body. I want to clarify that glutamine is not an essential amino acid, which means that your body can synthesize it so you don't have to get it from food or supplements most of the time. It's made mostly in your lungs and it's stored there and in your muscles. That being said, you do probably get it from food anyway. Even though you don't have to, you probably do. We can get glutamine from meat, milk and milk products like yogurt, ricotta cheese, and cottage cheese, as well as some herbs and vegetables actually, like raw spinach, raw parsley, and cabbage. During times when you're under a lot of stress, like from an injury, illness, trauma, or surgery, the extra cortisol that your body produces in response to that stress can decrease the glutamine stores that you already have in your body. 
for athletic purposes, if you're not training in a high endurance activity like marathon running, you probably don't need to supplement it because your body probably has enough already made and stored. If you feel like you need to supplement it, check if your protein powder actually already contains it. It might have glutamine or L-glutamine listed on the ingredients list. And so if it has it, you don't need to add any more. And if it doesn't, then you can supplement it on its own. One note on supplementing it, though, is if you take it in powder form, and it comes in like powders and pills in in several different forms. But if you were to take it in powder form, you don't want to put it in anything hot because the heat will destroy it. So if you have any medical conditions, check with your doctor. Otherwise, you're probably safe to give it a try if you feel like it's something that can help you. And then to wrap this one up, basically the bottom line for all of these supplements is they might help or they might not so much depending on your specific goals and workouts. So feel free to try them and see if they help you. They they might, they might not. And I know we usually want a more straightforward answer than that. Like a, yes, you should definitely take this or a heck no, that's never worth it. But unfortunately, it just doesn't always work that way most of the time. In general, I think we are the experts of our own experiences. So if you try something and you feel like it helps you with a specific problem, that's probably a good enough reason to keep taking it, right? As long as it doesn't hurt you in any way. And if it doesn't sound like something you need or you try it and you don't feel like it helps, then just don't worry about taking it. Let's be more open to trial and error and and to just being more attentive to our own experiences. This is another reason that it really helps to have a specific goal. Because if you don't know exactly what you're trying to accomplish in the gym, then how are you supposed to decide what tools might help you get there? And that's what supplements are. They are tools to help you along your goals and they're to, to help you with your general health and to help you get where you want to go. So if you need help pinning down your specific goals, feel free to DM me at Transforming You Pod or at Tori G. Writes on Instagram, and I would be happy to talk those over with you. That is all for today. Talk to you next week, girl. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you liked this podcast, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Um, if you want to reach out at Transforming You Pod or at Tori G Writes, I would love to hear if there's anything you learned today or if there's anything you would love to hear more of or if you just want to chat, I am always available. Talk to you soon, girl.